This podcast is brought to you by MVR Painting. MVR Painting is a Newcastle-based company with a passion for painting for well and truly over 10 years. They are a small crew making a big difference. If you want the brush with the best, make sure to contact MVR Painting. You can find their pages on Facebook or Instagram under MVR Painting or email them at mark at mvrpainting.com.au. Cheers, peeps. Let's get ready to rumble! Today is your day. Allow me to introduce myself. Top deck. Top deck. Top deck. The top deck podcast. I'll leave your brain stimulated. All right. <clears throat> Welcome back, guys. Thanks. Uh, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Top Deck podcast. Um, no Mark today. He's uh, he's away with his um, beautiful partner. Uh, about to have the birth of his uh, of his second child, so um, I'm riding solo, and I have uh, Mr. Cameron Russell on the podcast to uh, come in and have a chat with us today. So welcome, sir. Thank you, Josh. Great to be here. Yeah, no, pleasure to have you, man. Pleasure to have you. We we're just having a good yarn about a few things then, and I was like, we just better hit record. We better just get on with it, otherwise you miss a lot of opportunities. So yeah, certainly do. Yeah. Uh, so because uh, we haven't met each other, it's interesting. It is, man. Yeah, it is cool. Yeah, Mark. Mark, as I was saying, Mark usually um, usually tees up all the guests, and then I do the the social media and the and the editing and that sort of thing. So um, it's a good little partnership we got going. But um, yeah, that's what I said to you. I said like. Usually I don't really ask too much. It's like Mark just says, yep, we got this date, we got this date, and we got this date. Too easy, man. I'll see you then, you know. So, um, yeah, that's what I said to you. I said, you know, what, like sort of what's the background? Where did where did he get your name from and that sort of thing? And it come from Nerida? Nerida, yeah, Nerida from the song. She yeah. uh, referred me. She goes, Cam, do you want to go on a podcast? I'm like, yeah, no worries. Yeah, fun. It's the new trend, isn't it, really? So. It is, and uh, I've done a little bit of podcasting for my business, yep. um, just as, you know, interviewing, you know, members and telling stories and maybe trying to inspire them to learn, grow, you know, get out of their comfort zone by coming on a podcast because some people are afraid of, you know, the camera being in front of that, being on video, you know, and the podcast a little bit more comfortable. It's nerve-wracking, like, being on a podcast. Like, we um, – the episode we just dropped last week um, – like two of the two of the young fellas, um, like larrikins, throw some good banner out because we always catch up um, at Blue Door at Merriweather for coffee most mornings, you know. So they've got a lot to say, and um, one of them, when he was sitting in here, mate, he was he was not himself. He was so nervous in front of the microphone, and there's no cameras around, you know. But yeah, he he wasn't himself. So yeah, it's funny because it's like, is this is going to be recorded? It's going to go out to everyone else, and it's like, oh, what if I say something wrong? Or you think about it too much? It's, it's like it should just be a general conversation, and yeah, you know, whatever happens. We said that earlier on. We're jetting away, asking more questions, and I started asking new ones. Like, no, nah, let's just save it for the podcast. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, it does throw you off, like um. You know me, uh, Mark, and myself. Sorry, we um, we were doing our own little thing through voice memo on our phones there at first, and we um, we used to like get all the all the data, and I'd collate it and edit it, and we just send it out to a group of people. And mate, I reckon like it used to take me a good you know hour and a half, like because I would just do a twenty minute spill, listen to it, and like oh, I wrecked it here, I wrecked it here, I wrecked it here, delete, let's go again. You know, oh like. It's a pain in the ass, and it's so nerve-wracking, like, listening to your voice for the first time, too. Yeah, you hate it. It's like, do I actually sound like that? Yeah, oh, you really do, eh? Yeah, you really do. But, um, and then, you know, that even the first time we dropped our first episode on this, like, I just remember on our um, host website where we put it, and um, I just, you know, it's sitting there ready to go, and you just, 
bang, hit that publish thing. And I just, I logged out of everything. Like I walked away. I didn't want to know, you know? So yeah, it's different, but um, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get with it. So. Hey, well, thanks for having me. No, nah, man. Appreciate it. What's, um, what's the name of your podcast? Uh, it's just the Snap Fitness Maitland. So, yep. or Snap Fitness Maitland podcast. I yep. own Snap Fitness Maitland up in East Maitland. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I obviously listened to a lot of podcasts and intrigued by it. And in the industry, in the fitness industry, you obviously to get to know your clients and members, you ask a lot of questions and, and it's something I really enjoy. I actually enjoy, you know, human interaction, enjoy getting to know people. And essentially that's what a podcast is. It's a conversation, free flowing. And uh, see where it goes. See where it goes. And, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, uh, like Joe Rogan said, there's no, you know, hierarchy director or people there sitting there telling you what you need to write or talk about, sorry, and, you know, which direction you can and can't go with your, with your um, podcast. So. And it's unscripted too. And I think you can learn so much about someone and, you know, that the other side. And I think probably like Joe Rogan has done really well out of one podcasting, but he gets the best out of the, the person who's, who's he's talking to or interviewing. Like, it's like, oh, I never knew that about that person. Yeah, he's, um, he's someone that I admire. Like, he, he's very um, open-minded. Um, he's a really good listener, but he's, he'll have his thoughts and opinions on things, but he's not biased to the, his own opinions. He's happy for someone else to to lay out his opinion or their opinions and then if he can see ration to that then he's you know he's happy to sort of go oh yeah i can see that and he'll look further into it and probably you know if it is more correct than his theory then he is happy to jump ship so and he's he's so influential like the power and the knowledge of that man who can have a conversation with you know elite sports person a politician you know even the the president of the united states said you know can you come and you know, be the MC for the you know, know. debate. It's like, it's crazy. He's like, no, I don't want to go anywhere near it. But the, so I suppose the depth you can have conversations with people is, you know, a it's incredible. Yeah. yeah. I call him the male version of Oprah Winfrey. Yeah. Yeah. He, he really is, you know, like for all us males, he's, he's, yeah, he's the alpha, I reckon. Yeah. So no, he's, um, yeah, no, I love him. But, um, did you listen to the Kanye West one? I've just finished it. Interesting. Very interesting. Very interesting. I've got a different take on Kanye now. Yeah? Yeah. What is it? Um, I don't think he's as loopy as they portray him to be. Um, I think he's actually a very smart man. He just has... There's all these smart brains in the world. Um, and, you know, like even when I've listened to Elon Musk on Joe Rogan's podcast, their brain must be ticking so fast with all these ideas that, it, you know, it's just it's hard for them to keep sane. Um, so I can, I can't relate, but I can sort of see where he's coming from, where he has these crazy outbursts, you know? Um, but I, look, I, I don't know. I think he's a pretty logic thinker. He's a smart man. And, uh, you know, Joe Rogan says he thinks on a different level. Yeah. Um, he breaks everything right down. Yeah. Mm. But on a different scale. And I just, I listen to some of it going, I, I can't resonate with that, but I can get what he's saying. Yep. And it's such a high level. And I'm like, you know, like you are so out of here. Like this world is completely different and his ambitions and one of the biggest things you talk about is you know obviously he's confident in his music but he's saying he's going to be the president or he wants to do this wants to be the first person to you know create a church a movement a religion yep. that's you know there's a hundred thousand people there two hundred thousand people there build a stadium that is a church and they can all go there and just sing yeah it but um i think they said it on the podcast like 
if you go to that, just imagine like the internal like feeling you would get. You would come out of there so pumped and like keen and eager to do great, great things in life. Like coming from that, you know, like you go to a comedy show and you come out of it and you're buzzing. Like you've been laughing for 45 to an hour. You're just high on life. You're buzzing and you're like, you feel like you just feel re-energized in life. You know what I mean? So could you imagine going to a Kanye West church like for 45 minutes with hundreds of thousands of people singing and chanting and yeah. And you can tell his brains on a different level because I think some areas there, Joe asked him a few questions and he actually didn't really answer the question. He just thought, you know, of what he wanted to say. And just went on it. And yep. just started talking about it. And yep. Joe brought him back to it. Yeah. Try and answer the question, but he kind of just went down his tangent that he was thinking about and that's all he wanted to talk about. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Did you see his shoes that he nah, took off? Nah. Oh, so did you listen to listen it? Listen to it. See, I, I started to listen to it and I thought, oh, man, like, he's a bit out there. And then I went back to the start and I actually watched it. So I watched his expressions, his facials and everything like that. And... um yeah, it gave me a better understanding of, of his thinking and everything. So Yeah, and that's probably, you know, the difference between visual and audio, you know, learning and seeing, you know, and, and the experience that you get. Um, another guy that I really like is obviously the Chris Rock. Um, when Joe interviewed him, the... I don't think I'll listen to that one, eh? No, uh, and he's got a show on Netflix, I think it is as well, and it just shows the... You know, the comedian versus the businessman versus the power and his ambition. Chris Rock or um, Kevin Hart? Sorry, Kevin Hart. Yes, yes, yeah. Man, he is a go-getter. Like, how does he sleep? You know what I mean? No, he he can't. Like, mm. what he wants to do and the drive for his mom and his family and, Mm. yeah. But it's also the team around him, you Mm. know what I mean? That that solid foundation and that team that's, that's, that's his inner circle are just, yeah. Clearly focused on on the outcome and and what they want to do, and they just get after it, man. Yeah, I mean, it helps when you have some money to be able to build a team around you and then go and do it. It does. But he did start at the bottom. Yeah, and it was all from stand up, you know. So funny man, very funny. Have you seen him? Yeah. Oh, not live. Nah, nah. I've only watched his um. Netflix yeah. Shows. So um, his latest, like his last one, his last Netflix special when he was um and he was on the round. Uh, stage that was located in the center of the of the bloody stadium so instead of instead of having the usual setup where the stage is right at the front of the of the stadium or, or whatever it is yep. and then he addresses the crowd well it was on a 360 um, just circular platform so he was right in the center of the of this stadium and just man, I was in tears yeah. like yeah but um yeah hilarious dude but security man strict. So, like a week out, you got an email and a text message to say no, no recording at all. Get your phone out, you're gone. The day before it, same thing, another notification. All in the toilets and everything, you know, no mobile phones. And as soon as you walk down into your seat, so in every aisle, there would have been four or five guys, black shirts, and they just had um, glow sticks on them. And um, they were just up and down the stairs. And if you pulled your phone out, right, just to send a text, they'd just swirl it. The dude had come up with a camera that was on his shirt. Boom, you're out. No if, buts or maybes, you're gone. Really? So there's a guy down like maybe three rows in front of me. Anyway, and I see the light come on because we're in the dark. You see the light come on. Look, and his partner. So his partner, she's on her phone. And um, I'm like, oh, boom. You see the thing start swirling in the air, the glow stick. And I'll make marches up anyway. Need to have a word with you. Anyway, they take him. Gone. So, like, old mate's in that poor position where he's like, I'm at Kevin Hart, man. <laughs> or he's like, 
oh, I've got to bail, like decisions to be made. What do you do? He left. Ugh. He left. Oh, yeah. Well, I said to my partner at the time, I was like, listen, like. You're on your own here. You're on your own. If you get kicked out because you're using your phone, you're on your own. Yeah. Like we'll meet at the kebab store yeah. <laughs> yeah, outside. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, definitely worth it seeing him live. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely blast. Absolute blast. So, all right, Cam, tell us a bit about yourself. Where'd you grow up? Mate, so born in Singleton. Yeah. Um, grew up, yeah, Hunter Valley. Uh, the, was that where the Johns brothers were born? Yeah, they were uh, Musselbrook. Oh, okay. Musselbrook. No, Cessnock. Cessnock oh, Gaines, Cessnock, yeah. yep. Yep, Cessnock. Uh, so not far. Um, spent, oh, I think when I was seven or eight, moved to Lennox Head. So I call Lennox Head home up near Byron Bay. That's, uh, that's where mum and dad are now. Uh, so I went to school up there, loved it, loved every moment of it. Just, you know, growing up as a kid, to be able to, you know, surf, play cricket, play, you know, rugby league, you know, play golf, play tennis, um, everything possible, ride your bike around. Very active. Very, very active, active yeah. Very active child. And, and I think the area, you know, allows that too, where, you know, I could ride to cricket training, could ride to tennis, you could, you know, do all this all by yourself yep. uh, without having to rely on parents to get home from work and drop you here, there. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, yeah, so I grew up there and I moved to Sydney. I uh, went to university in Sydney um, when I was 18 and spent four years four years in Sydney. Yeah, nice. Studying fitness. And yeah, did, did sports coaching management um, at university at the Australian College of Physical Education, so at Homebush Olympic Park, Yep. Uh, which I thought was probably one of my best years of my life. And then um, after that, or during that time, I, I did my work experience with the Manly Seagulls doing strength conditioning. Yep. Uh, and then as after my first year, I ended up getting a, a job with them. Um, so I spent three years with them uh, doing strength conditioning, which was an awesome experience because I love playing sport, being a part of sport, but I didn't want to get pigeonholed into coaching one particular sport. Yep. And that's where I realised that, you know, fitness and strength conditioning can all take sports you everywhere. can take you everywhere. So, it's um, interesting. What's... um. What is the strength and training in that like in the in the NRL? What's the is it a is it a pretty hectic hectic um, like routine and training schedule? Or? Yeah, I think that was probably I was there two thousand when was I there oh four oh five oh six yeah okay sorry oh five oh six oh seven yep um, and I think now it's changed dramatically mm-hmm. um, for what you know they're used to. There's so much more data now. They're wearing all the GPS trackers yeah. and. And everything's more measured. Technology's come a long way. A long way. This, uh, when I was there, they were kind of just started bringing in a little bit of technology. Obviously, they had heart rate straps, yep. uh, but they also had some some GPS tracking, which is pretty basic how, how far they'd go and stuff like that. Yeah, okay. Um, so that's kind of come a long way because I still follow that through. But in Australia, the the AFL definitely lead the charge uh, in that, seeing what NRL you know clubs have versus what AFL clubs. I did, uh, I did an intensive course down at the Richmond Tigers. This was kind of before, you know, they were the, the top. They were probably yep. the bottom bottom half of the AFL league. And, you know, they had such a, a big jump in, you know, technology available to them, you know, training areas, you know, equipment, everything like that. So, and I think they are the, the fittest and the strongest, you know, and probably the most elite athletes because... You know, they run 14Ks, they jump, they tackle, they pass, they kick. Yeah, um, when um, when me and Mark were playing for, you know, no elite club, but the Carrington Pirates, um, in pre-season, uh, one of the local AFL teams would use the field as well um, to do their pre-season training. And they would go on their run, uh, and I, I'm not sure of how many kilometres it was, but like we would pretty like they would go on their warm-up run as we were starting our pre's like our daily session 
And then they would come back just as we were almost finished it. And then they'd start all their other drills. And I was like, man, like, that's just the boys, bro. They're fit. Like, yeah. And yeah. I think it's, you know, it is a sport different, right? Obviously, yes. league is so much more impact, yep. more powerful. You know, you need the bigger body size versus, you know, they need big engines. Like the, the soccer players, they need the bigger engines, more agile. Um, but for what they, you know, they run, they tackle hard, everything like that. I see them and, and what they can do uh, as the elite, but different games right you know obviously is, yeah. union boys are a lot thicker as well yes, and, correct. and, and yep. totally different as well to that so yeah, that's cool that's a cool experience just yeah to, it was awesome to see you know the inner circle how kind of it all worked and, and what went behind a normal week in an elite athlete uh life obviously unfortunate not to ever be an elite athlete uh but to see how they how they worked and and what was required and and the, the different training kind of what happens with the guys and how they prepare themselves and you know every week Yep, so I'm guessing they, all their nutritionists and that would be counting their calories and all that sort of thing as well for them? Depending on the athlete. Yeah, So, okay. you know, you've got your friends who can eat whatever they want and, and yes. their body will stay the same. You've got the ones who, who look at, you know, a donut and they put on a kilo. Yep. Um, same with the guys. Like, you know, some of the bigger boys had to really, really watch what they want because they'd blow, blow out, out, especially yep. over off-season. And some of the others had to really work hard at, at keeping on size or putting on size. Uh, especially the smaller backs and, and things like that. So, yeah, interesting. Some were prescribed, you know, have ice cream after dinner, after night to try and put some weight on. And yeah, others right. were like, you know, you, you need it. to do some extras in the gym and you need to do this as well. Um, yeah, Desi had a, a, you know, if they didn't play 40 minutes, you know, they had to do an extra training session that week to kind of keep their, their match fitness up. Yeah, right. Mm. Yeah, he was, um, he was a good coach back then too. Yeah, this is, that, it was probably early, yeah. So he won, they won in 2007. That's when I left halfway through the year and I went over to London. You claiming um, some of that? Nah, none, none of that. No, not none claiming that. it at nah, all? Nothing. Fuck, I would. Yeah. Run with it, man. Um, half a year's half a year. Yeah. So. Yeah, so, um, yeah, he, he was good. Interesting guy, how he communicates, but you just, get, you can see how he demands the respect from the players. Like, he's come back to Manly now. Yep. Obviously, he has success elsewhere, um, but the players just love him. Yeah, love playing. He's a local manly player too, so yeah. a lot of respect there. So then, where'd you say you go over to so, England? Yeah, I went to went to London. I was like, you know, I kind of had that that European itch. Wanted to go and scratch that, and you know, a working holiday. Um, What's the itch? I'm interested to know what the itch is because I, I, I've never had the itch. Like I, I mean, I've been to I went to Japan this year, um, but other than that, Bali. I, I feel like um, like America's in a chaos at the moment, but I feel like America. You know, England and these sorts of places are not similar, but, you know, they're, they're very westernised. Um, whereas when I look at, like, a Japan, it's, to me it was like going to another to another planet, you know what I mean? Don't know the language, can't read, can't read their language. Um, so, um, yeah, for me it was, I was very intrigued to go there, whereas England and, Eng and America never really floated me boat. Yeah, I suppose the itch is, the question to you would be, is like, well, did you enjoy... The different world in japan and would you like to experience more of that different world out there because for me that's the the different cultures um is what like i love you know different languages the culture how they live the food the food know, the pubs the beers you the know pubs and the beers yeah. um you know i think every pub's a you know a, a museum right so you learn so much about the area about just you know what's in the pub and the atmosphere and stuff like that but yeah, for me, the itch is I love travel and I love experiencing, you know, 
different things, new cultures, new experiences, if it's in nature or if it's in, you know, a different culture, if it's in their food, etc. Yep. You know, I love Japan because the Japanese are so passionate. They're so nice. They're so clean. Very clean. Mm. And I've said it multiple times on this podcast. Like the first, like I got to my hotel about 11 o'clock, 11.30 p.m. So I pretty much just crashed out. And then that next day, um, just the way my, my JR um, train pass worked like I couldn't stamp on for that first day any day after that till I got to the airport I had enough days to use it um, so I was like oh, I'll just walk everywhere and um, and I couldn't find like I just walked up to the Starbucks grabbed a coffee and just started going just yeah wherever you know what I mean like if I look at left and that street looks cool we're going down it and um, man I could not find a garbage bin but the, the streets were the cleanest streets that I've ever witnessed yeah, and that's the thing. Like you, I was going to say that you probably haven't seen a garbage bin apart from when you left the airport yep. to when you really get back to the airport or in your hotel room. It's just crazy. and Or the subway. Yeah. Like that's where I had to go just to put me rubbish in the bin and then walk back out of the subway. Yeah, yeah. and they're so respectful. Mm-hmm. Um, but that, yeah, one guy walked 15 minutes out of his way to take me where I needed to go. Yeah. yeah. Like he was... You know, he was going east and I was going west. And yeah, he just walked 15 minutes west to get me where I needed to go. Yeah. Yeah, very... yeah. Very, um, very kind people. And that's, you know, a big reason why, you know, you go to somewhere like, you know, Poland or, you know, you go to the Czech Republic or, you know, even if it's in France or Spain, just to experience their culture. Mm-hmm. You know, what the Japanese do versus what the Spanish do versus what the French do. Yep. You know, the French are funny, you know, they're, they're arrogant, they're like, woo, 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 you know, and, and, <laughs> and that's the kind of experience you get it, you yeah. know. You think they, they want to, you know, order a beer or they're going to come and serve you at a cafe or a restaurant and... Yep. You know, they can't even be bothered to even look at you, but that's just their culture and that's what they do. For us as Australians, it's probably you know rude and arrogant, uh, but that's just them and and things like that. So that's what, what I love. What uh, what is their perception of Australians? Well, their perception of Australians is straight away you're English. Yep. So when you're English, they don't like you. So you've got to kind of communicate <laughs> break that, that barrier. Yeah, down. you want to communicate as quick as you can that you're Australian, and then they're a lot more open, they're a lot more, you know, respective, a lot more helpful because, you know, if you don't speak French or trying to order something you're not really sure of, yep. you know, they'll help you. So you've got to break that, you know, the English barrier down. Yep. That you do speak English, but you're an Australian, not French, not English. Yeah, okay. Um, because, you know, they have that massive rivalry. Um, and then, yeah, they're, they're, they're pretty good. They're pretty good, but they still... I like the fact that they keep to their own language. Yes. Um, and they use very, very little English mm-hmm. because they want to make you use French and you're in, you're in France, so why not? Yeah, exactly. Um, as helpful? No. You know? No, it's not. that. Even like, I guess you can just point. Is that what you found you were doing? You were yeah, just pointing at things pointing on the Pointing at things. Yeah, because you know, that's all I would do. I would just use Google Translate and, um, you know, on the menus and then just go up and just point. When I was in Japan, yeah, I'll just have this, please. Or a lot of the a lot of the places over there, um, you know, in the windows, they just have all the food laid out, like you know. So you just take a picture of the one you like, and when you go into the restaurant, you're just like, yeah, well, this one, this, this one, one, please, yeah. But um, yeah, incredible. Yeah, yeah it's it's cool. What um, so have you been to Japan? Yeah, yeah. Yep. So out of all these places you've gone to, the, um, where who do you think has the best food? If you could pick one to go back to to eat. Um, I've only been to Japan and Bali, so like yeah, my yeah. hands down, it's Japan for me. Yeah, know, so. yeah. There's not much, uh, nothing to. I mean, Balinese food's great, but when you go to Bali, it's pretty westernized. Um, yeah. The food that stands out for me, I mean, I love Japanese food. In Japan, it's completely different. It's more westernized than what we get here. 
Um, but I really enjoyed the food. But if I was to pick one place, Portugal. Yeah. Yeah. Just super fresh, really cheap, um, super tasty. Um, a little bit westernized and there's not a lot of cultural stuff there, but, you know, the Portuguese chicken and, and things like that were amazing. Um, but just the overall food experience that we had there was really, really cool. Because yeah. we went off the beaten track with it there on a surf trip. Um, so we're staying in little towns um, that didn't have a lot. I remember. Nothing. Yeah. And we yeah. went to, you know, we went to a cafe. There was four of us. Uh, we got a bottle of water, a coffee and a Portuguese tart. And it cost like six euros. And, you know, we're trying to pay the bill and they're like, no, no, no. It's for like, I'll get like everyone's all four of us. Like, no, no, it's six euros for all four of us. So it's like a, a dollar, you know, a dollar 20 or a euro wow. 20, you know, and we got a bottle of water, a coffee and a Portuguese tart. Like, how good's that? I know. Like, and that's, we'll try to explain to them that, no, it's everyone, it's everyone. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah incredible. I think that's the best way to do it though, when you go traveling, um, is like, I always like to, like, even when I was in Japan, like I, I would find, I'd try and walk down these little alleyways and that, and then find not d so much dodgy looking little yeah. places to eat, but you know, places that looked a little rough, but when you looked in there, they were busy. Yeah, and, you know, and you, you go, okay, this is where the locals go. So yeah. You, yeah, you go and dive into that to get that real local, and, local flavor. And I still have that rule, especially when you travel. Like you know, you find the main, the main tourist attractions or the main hubs and things like that, and you want to go one or two blocks away. Yeah, you know, the smaller streets, the busy, the busy little cafes, mm -hmm. are the ones you look out for because you get that real. You know, if it's a heap of locals in there. You know, you try and go in and like that's, that's you know, you're getting good quality food. Yeah. And, yeah. Yep. You can be nervous, but, you know, I'd rather be nervous and get sick from eating from a little local cafe than eating from the mainstream, you know, place next to Starbucks or yep. or whatever. No, I agree. Yeah. Well, that's what we we're talking about before um, before we went live was um, like, because I, yeah, I got a parasite. Because um, for the listeners, um, what we were just talking about before we went live was we we're talking about mental health and um, one of your... One of your family members was struggling there a bit at the start of the year. Um, you were telling me, and and um, you were pointing out how you know it was. He'd take it day by day. He'd wake up, and you know he was how he was pretty much. And and I, I sort of said to you how I could relate to to that um, after coming back from Japan and getting this parasite infection. Um, you know, obviously with your gut biome, um, it, it it affected that quite quite a lot, and um, which then in fact infected me head and. Um, impacted sorry my head and you know like like i was saying you i could go to my to my coffee shop that i would go to all the time and um and order me coffee but i couldn't talk to them and like like these were the girls like, like we would catch up you know for dinner or just catch up for a skate or whatever like we were really good friends and um i just order me coffee and go and stand in the corner like i just couldn't couldn't do it you know and i was aware what i was doing but i couldn't pull myself out of that yeah, it was um, it was a bit of a struggle. Yeah, and I asked you the question because I'll come back to you. Yeah, my dad, you know, yeah. had some some depression issues earlier this year, and uh, the more I've learned about the mental health side, the more I am intrigued in it because you know, I mean, I own a gym, I love health and fitness, and you know, the thing is, there's physical fitness and there's also mental, you know, health and, and mental fitness as well. And I think coming out of this year, especially you know, in COVID and things like that there's a lot of strain on people's mental you know, health side because there's financial issues, there's job security issues, uh, everything like that. And I and think then there's being confined, you know what I mean? To this, to this one thing. And, and um, sorry to interrupt, but you got, you've got people that, you know, could have lost their job and, you know, they could 
be, you know, could have lost their partner 12 months ago. So they're still trying to get past that. And then all of a sudden they've lost their financial income. The world's going crazy. You're getting all this negative stuff coming in from the mainstream media. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, it's just a compound of all these things that just you know, start breaking people down, unfortunately. Yeah, and, and the hardest thing for me is, I mean, I don't disagree with the mainstream media, but I don't personally follow the mainstream media. No. You know, I, I talk to enough people throughout the day that I get their views. I said, what's happened? Have you seen this and this? Or have you seen this news? I said, well, no, tell me about it. Yep. You know, I get their opinion. I speak to someone else. And I said, what about that? And they give me theirs. And, you know, I get all this different input and I just kind of take what I want out of it. And if I really need to know something about it, I'd probably go and look yeah, it go up and myself look and, yep. you know, and, and do that. But, and, you know, I see the trends even in the gym is, you know, what is going on in the media especially during the COVID you know if there's an outbreak or there's this or you know Victoria has you know this amount of cases it flows on the effect of you know even the business where people get scared you know what's going on in the media you know now there's no cases so everyone's super happy um, and it's just like I, I just wish people weren't influenced by the media because you've got to remember they're a company they're trying to make business they want clicks they want viewers on you know and things like that and you know I mean what goes on in the media isn't you know the the mental health stories isn't the you know the important stories that people are struggling with it's you know how many points has donald trump got you know votes over you know yeah. this or you know how many you know people have died because of covid but it's not really covid related it's just you know a stat that goes there and it's something negative in the news and we're just feeding negative on negative on negative on negative and this is what's going into everyone's brains yeah yeah you're right i guess that you know unfortunately this is something like these mainstream medias are something that we've grown up with our whole lives you know from from i don't know when i can remember tv maybe five or six you know what i mean that's the source of information so you know a lot of people don't know any better you know what i mean they six o'clock comes on what's happening in the world you know they're just in that routine and then whatever they tell them that's what's happening and that's that's it so yeah and that's and that's what they believe and i mean i think if people watched you know, nine news, seven news, you know, ABC news, they'd probably have a more holistic view, definitely more holistic opinion on it, really get what's going on. But we don't, right? We just watch the one that we're favourite yep. on, the one that we like the people on. Yep. Well, then you've got, you know, and then on the flip side, you've got all these crazy algorithms behind all these social media platforms that are just feeding people with all more and more negative and incorrect information. And, um, you know, the bigger companies, the more money they're paying for their advertising of their own product, probably the the more spots or more eyes they get on. So. Yeah, no, exactly. Have you have you um have you watched that social dilemma on Netflix? I haven't, no, it's it's on the to watch yeah, to yeah, watch list. Very interesting. Very interesting. I watched it and then um I forget Travis someone, his name is he was on he was on Rogan's podcast. Um so the other night the other night when I went for a walk along Merriweather, um after watching the documentary I started listening to his his to his podcast and um it's concerning. Um, you know, I would I would highly recommend everyone watch it. And um, what was your take from it? Or one of the biggest takeaways you had? Um, that it is addictive. Like <laughs> they're sitting there explaining what the algorithms are designed for and how they—is it the placebo? Placebo? Yeah. Like you know, th there's that much scientific data and everything behind their algorithms that like we can't beat it when you know we're fighting a machine that's just evolving by the minute and we can't beat it 
and it's it's designed to keep us on there longer to feed us information that's going to keep us on there longer if you think the world's flat you're just going to get all these people's opinions and all these videos and all these memes about a flat earth no matter what like that's what it's designed for um so i'm watching it meanwhile while they're telling me about the algorithms and how it's designed to hold your attention span longer i'm sitting on my phone and i'm aware of it and i'm like you're doing what they're saying you know what i mean and you put it down and it's calling you you know to the point where i had to just go and put it in my room put it on charge close my door and come and watch it but um look yeah it's it's very it's um it's scary um when they started showing you the statistics between 12 and 16 year old um girls and the suicide rate um and the percentage that it has increased um since social media yeah it's it's very scary it's um yeah for anyone that's a parent and that sort of thing and you know your kids probably you know 9 10 11 and unfortunately nowadays you know the that's when the discussion start you know happening between the parents about when do we give them a mobile phone and that sort of thing i, I think you should watch that movie yeah, yeah. definitely yes yeah, definitely it's it's interesting because it's one of the best things i did on my phone was to put the uh the social the social media time restriction on yes so it's 90 minutes a day yep. uh, and it you know gives you a 15 minute warning that you know you could be 11 o'clock in the morning and like i know i've only got you know 15 minutes left and and it's great, you know. You don't now, cheat. No, nah, don't cheat. Nah, good willpower. Um, yeah, and, and I, you know, and then I shut the apps down at I think nine o'clock at night. Yep. Um, so all my kind of apps go off apart from like you know calling. Yep. Um, which is is being good because you you get that daily reminder that you know how much you're on it and stuff like that. And I do love the the weekly report you get through on the iPhone after on I think it's Sunday morning. It is yes. How much you know time, screen time you've had this week and. If you go into it, you know, fair enough, those people who work on their phone and stuff like that. I do a lot of emailing and things like that on yes. my phone, which is fair enough. But, yeah, the, the social media app blocking thing was has been unreal. Yeah, I uh, at one point there uh, sometime last year, I, I got to a point where I was like, I'm just going to disconnect from it all. Um, I, I wasn't on, like I hadn't been on Facebook and I hadn't been on it for like seven years, but I was on Instagram and I was like, okay, it's time to disconnect, you know. We're not going to set a time frame or an end date. We'll just let's just get off it. And um, it got to the point, man. My screen time was down under an hour for the week. Yeah, yeah. Like, like I would grab my phone and I'd go to open. And I'd be like, "There's nothing on there for you." You know what I mean? Just go yeah. about. Let's go do something. Let's let's be productive. You know, let's do some research or whatever it was. Um, yeah, it's, it's 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 interesting. Like you talk about that social dilemma, and you know, I mean Simon Sinek, he talks about the the dopamine hit every time a notification comes up, or you know people post photos on Instagram or, or you know Facebook, and you know you get a like and you get a comment, and it's just that that dopamine hit of yep. a feel good feeling, a feel good feeling. People are liking the stuff I'm putting out there. You know, you put up a post and, you know, you don't get a like for an hour. You're like, well, should I delete that post? You start to second guess yourself. And you see it, mm, you know, like... 100%. Yeah, after watching that, you watch some behaviours through people, um, through social media, and, yeah, you see that behaviour. And um, you're like, you know, what are you doing? Was that is that what it was for, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but, yeah, that's they actually discussed that on there about the dopamine hit and, yeah. and um, yeah, them likes, just chasing the likes. Chasing the likes, chasing the likes. Mm. And, yeah, and that's the scary thing. I mean, you look at, you know, the, the big, you said the suicide rate of the, the younger the girls. Yeah. I mean, we, we mentioned about the mental health. Like, you know, I think even now, and, I mean, I think the government is actually going to put more money towards mental health for people to have more access to it because, yep. you know, I could say that, you know, I talked about my dad, you know, went through a struggle early this year on, on, on depression and, you know, he got suicidal thoughts, which isn't like him, someone who's had 
you know, an awesome career, successful career, financially super sound, enjoys full of health, enjoys life, does what he wants at the moment, retired. Uh, and then for him to come around and, you know, tell my sister and me that, you know, he, he he's down, he's fully down, and it's just slowly been eating away at him and it's ate away with it for a long period of time. And he just didn't realise that, you know. He kind of knew he goes in waves or it goes up and down, but, you know, in, in end of January, he kind of rock bottom and, you know, he didn't, didn't want to feel like that anymore and you know i'm super helpful that he, he reached out to you know helpline uh you know and got onto him and you know and and that kind of started the, the wave up he just said you know there's four walls around us he said those these four walls are just getting closer and closer and he wanted to get out of that situation but couldn't he said doesn't matter how hard i tried i couldn't get over it i couldn't get under it yep. i couldn't get through it and these four walls were just coming closer and closer in and yeah, no, I mean, for that was scary to hear that, you know, someone who you think from the outside, you know, would be super happy and super content and um, doesn't really have many worries in life uh, with a full ball of health versus, you know, to go through those battles. And, and you know, another friend of mine has been through some, some other mental health battles. And for me, it's, it's – I really kind of enjoy going down this line because I'm so passionate about people's physical health but also then learning more about the mental health side. Yep. As I said, I had a great discussion with a friend who, who runs Waves of Wellness, which is mental health for, you know, that they go people, they surf therapy. So they go surfing, um, you know, take people surfing and, and talk about mental health issues and, you know, there's ways out of this and just takes one wave to, to feel better and, and things like that. So yeah, I like it, I like it. It's, a, it's about the discussion, you know what I mean? That, that like... Um, that's that's a pretty strong thing for your father to do to um to speak up you know it, it's it's a very hard thing to do um even like I, I don't think I like I don't think I was like I wasn't having suicidal thoughts when I had that parasite infection but I was very down um and I knew I was down and I'd try and put a you know a smile on my face and put some pump up music on just to just to flick that switch and just change change my body language and, and my demeanor and um, I just couldn't do it like could not do it. Um, what what did you think? Did you learn any tools along the way that you kind of got yourself, you know, to do, or is it just one day at a time? It was just one day at a time. Yeah, um, it was. I guess it was um, with that parasite infection too. Like it played it played like it made my gut very bloated, um, but yet I felt um, very. You know that feeling you get when you're starving for food and you just feel sick in your belly. So I felt I felt that. But yet I felt bloated, like I was just full of wind and gas. Um, so I didn't have like a structure, a routine like I did before I went to Japan where it was, you know, I'd train in the morning, I'd go for a swim, I'd have my coffee, we'd go to the group of fellas for a yarn. I, I didn't have that because I, not that it wasn't there, but it was like I just, I couldn't train. I was just feeling crap and, and down and um, yeah, which then just prevented me from going out really and going to see the boys and that sort of thing. It just, and then probably three weeks after that COVID hit um sent home from work to work from home so then you're isolated and then you're just playing things on your mind you know so just yeah I guess COVID compound on top of that just made it made it a bit worse but yeah to get through it um like once I got on some tablets to to kill off the um the parasite infection um there was no I didn't never took any any prescription drugs for for the mental health it was just once that parasite started um, clearing up and getting out of my system, um, yeah, I just I started feeling energy again and 
and then slowly just started to get that training routine happening again and eating better and once you could get out of lockdown and go for them walks i started just you know trying to get out as much as i could and slowly but surely yeah i got there so and communicating communicating to mark you know and just talking so yeah, that was probably the biggest thing getting things off your chest telling yeah. people like you're struggling so yeah and it, it, it's you know the, the probably the guy's ultimate fear right Us dropping males, that ego drop, just dropping that ego dropping that facade actually mm. you know you utilizing our voice and you know i've said it before and you go to a social event, right? Especially COVID, you know, you go around to someone's house for a barbecue, the footy will be on, State of Origin was on last night. You know, all the boys will sit around watching, you know, the footy, having a beer, talking about the footy. That's about it. All the girls will be over the back, you know, sitting around the cheese platter, yep. you know, talking about their emotions, yep. talking about how they're feeling, talking about their struggles, whereas the boys don't do that. No, no, they don't. So I guess it depends on your circle, right? Like, so, so me and Mark are... are we really like becoming vulnerable, whether it's talking about what, you know, like just our own vulnerable stuff, whether we're struggling or what we're going through, that sort of thing. We like to bounce that off each other. Um, so then we started catching up once a month um, for dinner with a couple of boys and and um, none of these guys drink either. So when we catch up and we have these chats, like we, you know, we lead the way. I mean, me and Mark will just have these chats and try and break that barrier down and and, di- and get rid of that ego from the table and get people opening up. So now when we catch up for these dinners, yeah, there's a lot more people just coming out of the, you know, coming out of the closet and, and letting their emotions out and dropping that ego, which is good. You yeah. Know? And it's, it's a healthy conversation. So Yeah, I, you know, someone has to start with it. And then, yes. Yeah. yeah. You know, and, and now I'm comfortable, you know, to talk about it with with my mates and ask them how they're going. And, yep. You know, if you see they're down, I'm comfortable because, you know, I have experience. I mean, I think I'm pretty in tune with myself in regards to when I'm feeling down, when I'm feeling flat, when I'm not feeling myself. There's little things that I like to do uh, that I know helps me feel better if it's training or if it's just going for a surf or if it's just getting out of my own head and, mm-hmm. and going and doing something or making more time for myself and not being so busy um, doing different things, you know, business, you know, socialising and things like that. So... I always find I can can tap back into myself pretty pretty quickly, pretty easily. You know, in saying that, I've I've done a lot of personal development over the years, and so that's definitely helped a lot yep. uh, in those. But yeah, now bringing it up in general conversation with the boys, um, I'm I'm all for it, and you know, asking mates how they are going in front of other mates and things like that. Yeah, unfortunately, sometimes you get that that default answer. You know, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. you know what I mean. Yeah. It's like now a lot like i'll tend to go no 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 like how are you going like don't give me the default answer like how you're doing like you're going okay so you gotta you gotta be persistent and keep asking it and that's the thing i learned you know i spoke to joel who works in that mental health space i said mate if you get that default answer what do you do he goes mate just keep asking you know if it's that time or if it's the next time or the next day you just call them or text them how you're going if you're consistent you know with the effort you'll slowly wear them their facade their front, their ego down and they'll kind of start to open up. Yeah, you know, exactly. Like maybe two and a half, yeah, yeah, maybe oh, three weeks ago there. So for, yeah, about three weeks ago, I think there was like a week and a half to two weeks there where like just had some, like, you know, the, there was a lot of things going on in my life and I was, I was starting to get strung out and stressed out and um, like I was just really inside my head, like I was just in my head hard and, and I was a bit down and I had and for two weeks I didn't go to the coffee and do coffee with the boys there and um, I was just struggling a bit and and then last Friday night I, I went and trained and um, 
I ran into one of the other boys that comes for dinner here and there and um and you know and he's been clean for some time now and then he relapsed and you know and he he spent all his savings 20 plus grand like gone you know like drug psychosis gone and like i was just so shattered and like and i was like fuck i was so so in my own shit and that that like this group chat that i just didn't even reach out you know so like instantly that next morning i sat down and in the group chat i just wrote listen guys hey just checking in on everyone like over the last week and a half two weeks like i've i've been in a bit of a hole bit of a strung out stress and and haven't been myself and been sort of disconnected from everyone and i just want to make sure everyone's doing good and that sort of thing and 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 then everyone just started unloading what's going on in their life you know so it was just it's interesting like if you you read that like if you probably reached out and said hey how's how's everyone going like you probably get good, good. mate. Yep. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. But you're vulnerable first by saying, "Hey guys, got to admit, I haven't reached out, but you know, I've had my own shit going on. Yeah. This, this, and this, and they've probably resonated with that. Well, you know, sure, sure, I've had that going on. I can feel this, blah, 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 blah. So, you know, I think if you can lead like that, and that's probably what I've been learning is, and one of the big things I've been trying to work on over the last kind of eighteen months is you know share my emotions more or, or be more emotional be more open and share that yep. uh, because i know it can be one beneficial for me but two you know for other people as well yeah um, well i guess what they say you know like lead by example if you're a leader or you're a manager or whatever you are you're the boss you're the owner you lead by example like you're not you're not too above anyone to empty the bin or to do the you know scrub down the wall or do whatever it is you need to do you know, lead by example and it's the same with your mates you know lead by example if you're reaching out to see how they are you know, you need to open up and then let the conversation flow from there. Yeah. Like, yeah. If you if you ask that just that default question, how are you going? You're going to get a default answer, yeah. aren't you? So. Yeah. It's either good or busy. People's reply. <laughs> good or busy. Yeah. Good like, man. Busy yeah. life. Yeah. 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 Exactly right. So um, so what is it? It's um, your own. What'd you say? Snap Fitness. Yeah. Yep. Snap Fitness Mailing. Yeah. How long you own that for? Uh, eight years this month. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. So uh, still loving it since the first day yeah still loving it yeah. so this year's been really good for me i mean i've moved up from sydney yep i uh, didn't know anyone up here in uh in maitland or newcastle um yeah and just open open the door there's no gym there there's, there's an old garden center uh and then yeah that was literally moved up october you know eight years ago and then we opened the gym a month later yeah nice um and then yeah so spent you know six months in in maitland live there and then i moved down to newcastle because i found when i was living in maitland i was working you know seven days a week because i'd go to the gym and i'd stay there and work and you know i really enjoy surfing it's kind of my my mental mental break mental escape yep Uh, so i moved down here and had that separation which is nice because i can either plan my day when i drive to work and i can also you know unwind when i'm driving home from work back down um here to newcastle so it's i still love it love it um you know it's a real community field gym um it's i do it for the people yep um up there you know i love the team that we've got there uh and also you know the members is really really good so you know it's been you know we shut for three months over covid um this yeah, year, I was gonna, so. that was going to be one of my questions how, how you how you went through that covid period yeah i think i couldn't be more proud of how we went through it um my biggest my biggest concern was you know the, the people so the team you know, employees, staff, and obviously the PTs are contractors, but, you know, they come under the same banner. Yep. Um, I mean, we had a couple of meetings. Uh, I was probably lucky that I forewarned them that this could potentially happen. You know, as you do, no, nah, that will never happen. They won't shut the gyms. Um, and then, 
you know, and then we had another meeting and, and we had kind of a, a plan of attack for them because I knew I'd be financially okay if, you know, if the income got turned off, you know, overnight. But, you know, for them, they've got mortgages, you know, they, they got their, you know, they've got to do the thing for them. Yeah. You know, if, if they get turned off overnight, it's a little bit different. And it's a pretty high percentage of people that live week by week, you know, in society. Yeah, massively. And, you know, they had a plan of attack. You know, obviously we got the call on Sunday night at, you know, 10 o'clock that night that, you know, tomorrow lunchtime we've got to shut the doors. And, you know, we went in there and, you know, 12.30 we all sat down as a, as a team and we made a plan of attack for them and they could still train people outside uh, the gym. They could still keep their business going. You know, yeah. they could probably work to 70, 80% really with yeah. a few people pulling off. So that's good. How I handled that was probably my, my proudest moment through it because, you know, I knew if I can restrict a lot of the overheads that we have in the gym, like there's the rent and obviously employment costs and things like that um it would we would be okay to, to get through it so for me that they were okay that was my biggest peace of mind and for me the COVID taught me a whole whole new way of life obviously going through what my dad went through um he worked super hard in business was super successful um but then you know seeing him how he was is like you know you've got to enjoy every moment um so it really taught me to one slow down because we had to be isolated and you know we couldn't do a lot uh, but to really enjoy the simple things in life, like you know, just cooking at home, being you know comfortable in your own your own time and you, you know in your own head, you know I enjoy just you know going down. I was fortunate enough to live near the beach. I could surf during the day and come back and you know and chill out. And I always did a little bit of work because I love I love working. I love what I do. So if I spend an hour or two a day, but I really tried to just kind of switch off and take it as a break. Who knows how long it was going to go on for? Yeah, no one knew. Uh, no one knew, but I was like, you know, I, I know we're going to be okay and, you know, this situation, you know, the personal trainers and the staff were okay with JobKeeper coming in. Yep. Um, so, yeah, I really actually enjoyed it and it's, it's forced me to slow down because I'm a bit of a, not a yes man, but I like to do a lot. My lifestyle is very, I'd say, frantic, here, there, everywhere, work hard, play hard, you know, do all that, enjoy. do this, do that, don't sit still. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I don't enjoy sitting still, but that's what kind of COVID and, and that break taught me. And also, you know, having the experience with my dad as well. It's like, you know, you can relax, s- relax, slow down, do things that you want to do. Yeah, it's very hard slowing down. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, it's very hard, um, you know, with that, that week and a half, two weeks where there's a lot going in my head there. Um, I actually, I took time, I took about 40 minutes to meditate and turn everything off just in silence and um, and really try and just clear the clutter out of my head and and slow right down and um it wasn't easy you know i probably got a good three minutes out of that 40 where there was no noise or anything going on in the head yeah uh, but um yeah it's it's something you need to do my old boy has a um, has property up at Oluca, um up near yamba yep. and um yeah every time i go out there that place just slows you down like it you can't you can't be a thousand mile an hour like you are here in newcastle it just it slows you down so i love going up there and just kicking back and yeah and and that's sometimes you've got to recognize that mum and dad you know there in lennox head you know similar town right so small coastal country town you know you go home especially i went home when we could um over the covid when we could travel um, but just by being able to go and do the simple things, uh, not much is open, uh, and then it forces me to even slow down even more. Yep, uh, was really good. I think I would have struggled to have that lesson that I had over COVID if it was if we didn't have COVID, we weren't forced to shut uh, and properly slow down. Uh, because I've always been back and forth and go 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 go. You know, I used to go back and forth to Sydney so much. You know, once or twice a week. Yep. Um, and then yeah, it's like 
it's been a blessing for me that's just society now though isn't it it's just go 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 you know they want that instant download that next movie that next thing like you know it's just not many people can be present in their own yeah their own mind and and give themselves their own time and you and you talk about you know out of your 40 minutes you're only still for three minutes it's like one of those things that you know you enjoy your physical activity but you've got to you know mentally practice that meditation and that three minutes goes to four minutes to Correct. Five minutes. Yep. Six minutes. Yep. Correct. Yeah. Well, I'm just um, at the moment. I'm reading uh, the Wim Hof method. Yep. It's his newest book. I think he dropped it in August or something, um, or August or September this year. And um, so I'm starting to do his um, his cold showers. Um, yeah. So um, over the last four weeks, I just monitored my heart rate, um, seeing what my average was. So now I'm. Yeah, over the over the next ten days, I'm aiming between thirty seconds to a minute of of cold showers at the end of my warm shower every day and every night. And yeah. um, they reckon it's supposed to re- reduce your stress, your anxiety, um, and lower your daily heart rate too. So yeah. yeah, that's just one thing that I'm working on at the moment. And then um, I'm, I'll implement his breathing technique. Oh, you haven't? I was going to ask, have you done that yet? Um, so through the book, um, they just give you a little. So with his breathing technique, like you know four rounds of his 30 deep breaths like it's 20 to 25 minutes mm. here i am telling us to slow down I'm like i don't have that much time but um so like i'm up at four o'clock to train at five in the morning then go to merryweather to have a coffee at six so so now as of next week i'll do this first full week of of the cold showers and that next week i'll get up at three thirty, um and i'll do the breathing before yep. the shower because he he tells you to do it before you have a belly full of food just from all your air expanding all your lungs and everything in your yeah. in your stomach so i haven't done it yet but yeah. um yeah i will i will next week i did do a little a little bit so what he he tells you to do is just to dump all the air out and then hold your breath and yeah. time it and i think i've got 16 seconds and then yeah. he tell, and then he tells you he goes okay now take 30 deep breaths in as far as you can just inhale all the way fill yourself up and then just exhale regularly like don't dump it just breathe out he goes 30 30 of them and then on your 30th, exhale it all out and then hold your breath. And I did a minute 43. Mm. And I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. It's um, it's cool. I mean, you'll love it. Like I've done the Wim Hof breathing. Yep. I, I did it especially over COVID um, because I like that because, you know, the meditation's great and, and I sometimes listen to the, the guided meditation um, apps and things like that, like Headspace, etc. Yep. But I, I like to do things and that's where the breathing, like you sit still for 25 minutes doing this breathing thing. There's something you can concentrate on and the app was free. I don't know if it still is, but the Wim Hof app. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, for those out there, if you're listening, it, it's awesome. It's dope. It's, it's really, really mm-hmm. good. It's just to follow it. It's super easy. And the thing that I'm, you know, competitive, I like to challenge myself to be better. You know, the first time you do, you, you hold your breath for a minute 43 and then you press it again, and the next round you might get a minute 52. Yep. And the third round you might get 210. Yep. You know, and it, and it records it all there, and you can look back and see what your best scores are, and it comes up, and, and you just as you do it, you just get slowly better and better and better. Uh, and it's crazy how actually you change the state of your body simply just by breathing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's, um, it's very interesting. Like we're just in the, in the part of the book where I'm up to, like he's just um, – he went to New York and got put in front of one of these museums um, in this big glass case where he stood up to his neck in ice uh, for 80 minutes um, and his core temperature dropped 8 degrees and then just with the power of his mind, he raised it 6 degrees. 
yeah. Mm. Through breathing. Just through breathing. Yeah. Yeah, Qu- yeah, quite incredible. So, Have you done cold cold exposure, apart from your showers, but have you done like ice bars or anything like that? Um, so only done the I've only done the ice baths once when we we made our major semi uh, with the character pirates who went over to west yep. and um, we did um, some recovery in the pool and then after the pool we did the spa the hot bath ice bath session and um, I, I was predominantly the last one to get out of the ice bath each time to challenge myself yeah um, but uh, one of the previous guests that we've had on here um, shit truck um, Luke Connors um so he he does that hashtag talk to me bro um it's for mental health and that too so he does these these adventures these getaways um you know for for men's mental health where um so he used to be in the army sorry and and he actually done a few he went to to do the elite course for the sas a few times and and kept pulling out and the last time he pulled out because he just was like this isn't for me knew what his calling was and went in a different direction so he's got a bit of military background. So he takes you out on these on these retreats, um, and one of them is going out in winter um, down into Canberra, down the Blue Mountains, and um, or wherever it is, and you buddy up. So you know, me and you could pair up, and um, yeah, you go into the creek in the snow, into the ice water. Um, but it's about becoming vulnerable and and talking and opening up. So with the buddy system, he was saying that. Um, when I get out of the cold water, you dry me off. You then, you know, give me a nice hot cup of tea or whatever it is and, and get me prepped and then you go in and then I'll do the same for you. So it's just about dropping that ego, yeah. becoming a lot, like very, very vulnerable um, with all the all the boys and the men and um, and opening up. So yeah, I I said to him on the podcast, like I'm, I'm eager for that one. Like summer, man, I love training in summer. I love sweating it up. Like I live for it, you know what I mean? So the cold that would be the you know the element that i wouldn't want to be doing so let's do that so yeah you you'll have a different respect for the cold after you do your breathing um especially just knowing how you can change your state yep um like doing the ice bars i love going to balance and doing them uh a mate and i we always you know meet up every tuesday go for a run or train and then we'll always swim all through the year yeah jump in the ocean you know try and get in for at least a minute or 90 seconds because anything above that's you know very beneficial but just how alive you feel after you come out of that cold exposure and just knowing that you know you get into ice bars and the first 60 seconds is hardest like just get to 10 breaths get to 10 breaths and everything gets easier after that and it's just calming that state of mind and like because it's severe stress on the body like you get in there yeah. you're just short of breath you're, and then you can't it's like just breathe just yeah. breathe and then everything comes good everything comes clear and you come out you're like wow euphoric mm. yeah that's the one thing that i've noticed so as soon as i like uh, i'll just look at me watch and i'm like bang let's just go you know yeah. and um yeah it's like <gasps> but um and then instantly as soon as i do that i'm like okay i'm aware of it i'm like all right now pull your mind together, pull it back into line. Let's get that breathing happening and just stand under. It's just the cold. Like it's It's okay. Yeah. And, um, look like on Sunday, was it Sunday night? The first one, that 30 seconds didn't come quick enough, but now like now I'm just embracing it. Yeah. Honestly, I, yeah, I could probably just go and have a cold shower. Yeah. Probably maybe. Yeah. (laughs) You know, but like, yeah, now I like, are you, you finishing with a cold shower? Yeah. 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 So starting with a hot, finishing, finishing on cold. Yeah. Yeah. But like now, even this morning, you know, like I just flicked it to cold and yeah. when I looked down, I was under it for over a minute. Yeah. Know? So yeah, time flies now. So. And then how do you feel when you come out? 
amazing. Yeah. I look at myself in the mirror and go, woo, like, yeah, like, yeah, feel really good. Yeah. I think it was Monday morning, Monday morning when I did it and, and I got out and and um, I started having me, me yogurt and, and fruit and that, um, like, I could just feel my skin, like, just something happening like it was tingling it was and it yeah. wasn't like a cold tingle it was just i could feel me my skin whether it was expanding and attracting and that Blood sort flow. of thing yeah um but i was like oh fuck like i feel good so um i was just like yeah i'm eager you know i was only going to do it every morning but now I'm like no morning night morning night, yeah. let's just do it so it'll get to the point like and usually in summer anyway i'm having pretty much cold showers anyway so uh, my goal is to try and push through and do a winner yeah yeah down at Merriweather Bars or whatever, just, yeah, you know. Like, yeah, well, we're doing Monday, well, Monday, Friday mornings, we're doing Merriweather Stairs, um, usually every second Monday for me because i got my young fella, but um, and we're doing a swim after it. So don't drop that off. Try yeah. and stay consistent through winter with that and then and then earn that cold dip. Yeah, and one, the coffee tastes so much better, but it's just, it, it it's just that feeling you have after it. I mean, if you've got the right clothes there, you know, Trackies a jacket and a beanie and, and sit down and have a cold. Is what that I mean? cheating though? Is that cheating? You know what I mean? Like well, yeah, when you, know, you read like, Wim, Wim Hof's book, I'm like, yeah. When I get out the shower in the morning, I just walk around with a towel and I'm like, you can't get warm. Like yeah, yeah, that's that's yeah. cheating. So and it's interesting because the, the body temperature stays so cool, especially if you're in there for 90 seconds plus. The body temperature stays so cool, so you still feel cold, but you're not actually cold. Cold. Mm. You know, you just just that you're taking that wind chill factor off and. Yeah, I yeah. found that last year, just after winter last year, um, when we started up the stairs, um, we'd go for a swim and I'd be in a meeting at like 9.30, 10 o'clock at work after swimming at like 5.30 and like my feet were still numb. Yeah. <laughs> like they were cold, yeah. But I wasn't cold, no. but I, like I could feel that my feet were numb, you know. Yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, that's that's something that that, um, that that me and Mark spoke about on the podcast is like, like for me with this podcast um, – I want to try and read as much as I can and then just do little case studies on myself like with this Wim Hof and whether or not I continue it or not like I, like I want to push through winter with the, with the with the breathing technique and and the cold and the cold dips um, but then it you know it's about you know looking at the stats and then discussing it on here and and telling the listeners about it you know and maybe opening their eyes to something. So. Yeah, you know, if, if someone goes out and tries the Wim Hof method, you know, next week or in, you know, two months' time, it, it doesn't matter, the cold exposure, just the breathing. Yep. But it's also that knowledge and that practice that, you know, whatever state you're in, like say if you get anxious in some situation that you realise you can come back to your breathing, you know, and then just kind of calm that state of mind down, you know, till you come back to your, your, your more conscious state. Yep. Uh, and then just simply through breathing and it's just a tool that you've learned along the way. No, exactly um, right. You know, I haven't done a lot of the Wim Hof lately, but I still breathe like after every most sessions that, you know, I do in the gym, you know, and spend two or three minutes just focusing on the breath. Yep. Yeah. Do you uh, do you do yoga? I don't. I used to do a little bit of it. Uh, when I was training for an Ironman, um, I was doing a lot more because the, the body kind of needs that recovery. Um, I wish I did more, but I just I don't prioritize it at the moment. Yeah, you know, I'm I, I do focus on on recovery. Uh, if it's rolling out, stretching, uh, you know, using a theragun, uh, or just trigger point stuff, you know, before and after sessions or or, or that. But yeah, I wish I probably when I've just registered for another Ironman next year, probably you know early next year, I'll probably start to do more once yoga at least once a week because it's just great for recovery and the body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ironman, eh? Yeah, so 
That's it a, elite. It's, it, was a, it was an idea we had in the gym, in the office. There's myself and Adrian, one of the PTs. We're like, you know, we looked at each other and he said, do you want to do a half Ironman? We're like, yeah, let's do it. And, you know, that was it. We didn't know the distance, what was required. We didn't even have a bike. We kind of said, let's register and then we'll work everything backwards from yeah, there. Yeah, as you do. As you do. And then, you know, we roped, I think there was six or seven of us from the gym. We roped in, you know, we, we went off and did the half and that was a great challenge. And then there was always that, that itch, you know, to, to go and do a full. Because, you know, you come down the chute and you're a 70.3, you're a half Ironman. It's like, well, I want to be a full Ironman. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. But for me, it's, it's the self-challenge, you know, pushing the body to that thing. But I, I really like the mental side of it too. Um, because in those endurance events, it's probably 90% mental. For um, sure. Battling, battling through that, having the discipline around work and also training to go and do it, you know, doing three runs, three swims and three rides a week, you know, isn't everyone's ideal, uh, especially the hours you've got to spend doing it, but condensing that down and making it, you know, manageable around work uh, and a lifestyle too, which I'm, I'm very big on. Yep. Don't let it ruin my life or my lifestyle. No, you've got to have balance while you're doing it. And I find I probably work more diligently and I probably work better because I'm disciplined in my training. So then I'm disciplined at work and I'm more disciplined with my eating as well yep. uh, and nutrition. So, yeah, I, I really enjoy it. And there's, we only really registered just a couple of weeks ago or two weeks ago. It was like, I think there's six of us doing the full now. So where's that at? Cairns. Oh, nice. Yeah, so we're supposed to do the full this year at, at Port Macquarie yep. in May, but obviously with everything going on, that got canned. Yep. Um, so a few, few of them got pushed back, and then we're having that discussion. I said, you know, I've done the half at Port Macquarie, you know, so many years now, probably six or five years, I think. Uh, we did the full a couple of years ago in uh, New Zealand, which was awesome. And I just said, you know, we said we're going to all this effort and, and it costs, you know, $1,000 to enter the race. I said, I'd probably rather go somewhere that I haven't been or it's kind of picturesque so we can put a little holiday on the back of it. Yeah, oh, you got to, you've earned it. Yeah. So why not? Yeah, you earned it. And, you know, it's just an experience. And that's what I'm all about, right? Experience and, yep. and doing it. So, yeah, we, we're, we kind of changed the idea and we're all going to Cairns now. Fun spot, Cairns. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I've never been. I want to, always wanted to go to Port Douglas. So we'll kind of yep. tick both those boxes in the, yeah. in the same trip and, and do a, a silly adventure race at the same time. I didn't really explore, but we did our footy trip up there, end of year footy trip. Yeah. Yep. It was, um, explored yeah. the pubs. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Ridiculously, but um, yeah, like beautiful place from yeah. what I've seen anyway. Yeah. yeah. And um, she's warm. Yeah. So she's it's a warm it's, spot. It's going to be hot, and that's just another challenge. You know, we're going to come out of our winter and have to go up there into the the tropics and, you know, spend you know ten, eleven, twelve hours. You know, that's going to be really. different too. Like obviously training in 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 this climate and then going up there to that climate. Yeah, and the hardest thing is, you know, you're going to do a bulk of your training in, you know, April yeah. in, into the start of May and then you taper off. So that's going to be in the cooler months, mm. getting up early, you know, 4 a.m. to be on the bike for, you know, five, six hours. You know, it's not everyone's cup of tea and, you know, I wouldn't love to say it, but when you're doing it with mates and... Yeah, it's fun. You know, it's a bit of banter between you and... No, exactly. Look, I, I'm no frigging half Ironman or anything, but um, I just, at base entry level, I did the uh, Spark Elmore yeah. triathlon. Um, the the entry level one so our work puts in teams and and um, usually it's just teams of three so you know there's there's a swim leg there's a bike leg and there's a run leg you you choose which one you want to do um, and I, I was doing CrossFit for for a few years there and and so I was you know I was quite fit and um, and there was a lot of banner going on and I was like well I'll just do it I'll race your teams and I'll do it by myself you know I was like you know a bit of friendly competition and um, and when you talk about the mindset, like after that swim, like, cause that was always going to be my worst leg. 
um after that swim and i got out um yeah my mind state was just like no one can overtake you from here like you just keep a consistent pace and you go and no one can overtake you and no one did it was just pick one off pick one off and i wanted sub hour and i was like like 50 something seconds over i was shattered yeah that was so shattering yeah so and probably where it cost you was probably in the transition so not the legs you train for the swim the bike and the run it's probably the transition getting you know into that getting yeah. changed yeah getting out 100 percent. Yeah. yeah yeah didn't train once for it and and um come out like disorientated yeah. from the swim in getting onto the bike yeah, yeah you, you do because you know it's completely different your heart rate sky high off the swim you know your, your adrenaline's pumping you know you've one leg down two to go you got to jump on the bike and, and that's the hardest thing is people go out too hard or you know you do you get dizzy when you jump on the bike yeah what's going on here and yeah but I, um, yeah, I stuffed up in that swim, but I was just in the middle of the crowd, as they said, go. So, you know, you, you've got no, there's no sort of structure. You don't have a, you know, a, a steady breathing pace and, yeah. and pattern and, and all this. And, you know, it's just climb over someone, keep going. Yeah. You're pretty much just like swimming with your head up above water. For yeah, the first 200 metres, it can be super overwhelming. It's and chaos. Yeah, Absolute chaos, chaos man. Yeah. yeah, so, but um, it was cool. Like, um yeah, I wouldn't mind doing that next year. Yeah. Um, we had Lindsay Walker on here, and he does a lot for Lifeline, and he organises the, um, the New E100. Yeah, you heard of that? So they did it this year. I think this year was the first year. So it's um, it's a hundred k run, um, and they want to do it in sub twenty four hours. Yeah. So, so yeah, which um, look their pace is just under sub ten, I think. So it's not a fast fast pace, but um, it's a, it's a good endurance, you know, hundred k. So um, yeah, we committed on on the potty here that we do it um well mark and myself committed that we do because next year he's actually going to um, introduce where two people can do it so 50k and 50k each. yeah or teams of four 25 each okay mark was pushing for the 25 and i was like man come on challenge yourself let's push for the 50 um but um we'll see how he goes i obviously um with the birth of his of his young fella and that he, you know who knows what how much time he's going to get at the moment um so if if you can't do the fifty, I'd, maybe I'll look at the hundred. Yeah. So. Yeah. Would you do that? Twenty four hours. Yeah. Well, I think they did it in like eighteen or something, yep. sixteen or eighteen hours uh, earlier this year. So, yeah, I'd, I wouldn't mind trying to do it. You know, at least you've done it, and yeah. it's about pushing your body. Um, it, it's it'll probably be more about the um, you know trying to trying to make sure my electrolytes and everything are aligned for that that endurance yeah. um yeah and they go like you know two to three hours and it really starts like it's it's a nutrition battle and, and hydration battle just as much yep well it goes mental battle and then you know nutrition and hydration of you know how your stomach's going to go kind of fueling on the run yeah. moving you know how you're going to absorb that you know how much electrolytes you need how much hydration you need uh and that's what i kind of enjoy as well like the best thing about you know there's a handful of us we could all beat each other on the day we could all be super close and and the other element comes into weather and then also comes into you know your hydration and your food because yep. you know, some, someone could be leading by 20 or 30 minutes and you know going into the run but you got to run go out and run a marathon you know and that can be eaten up in the first hour of running you know two hours if you yep. struggle with with that side of thing so that's what's exciting too yeah. like i've had some ding dong battles with adrian you know we did the iron man and he beat me by seven minutes you know over 11 hours uh and then you know with ding dong battles over you know half iron mans 
you know, and we've beaten each other by 50 seconds and stuff yeah, like that's that. Cool. And, it, and it's cool. It's it just good. keeps you going. Yeah, it's healthy. It's a healthy battle. So, yeah. no, I like it. I, um, we had that, like, when I was um, – I'll be interested to get your take on CrossFit too. Um, but yeah, when, when, when there was a few of us doing CrossFit, um, there's a workout called Murph. Yeah. Yeah. You know it. Yeah. yeah the, uh, hundred chins, 200 squats. Yeah. And, uh, so, sorry. So, oh yeah. So it's a 1.6 K run. Yep. Um, hundred pull-ups, 200 push-ups, 300 air squats, 1.6 K yep. run yep. with a eight or 10 kilo vest yeah. on. Yeah. Yep. And, um, so there was a group of us and, um, yeah, a bit of friendly banner, lose a pace for dinner. Doesn't matter where we're going, you know. So it's it's good, you know, and you're just in that little room and you're going for it, you know. And everyone's eyeing everyone off for their reps, making sure it's, you know. It's quality yeah, reps. It's quality reps, yeah, exactly. So, But it's good. It's good friendly banner. Yeah. And, uh, Are you guys allowed to break it down? So if you went like, you know, 10 no, gyms, you've got to do it. Look, people do. Yeah. And when people... A lot of CrossFit gyms use that as a benchmark test in testing week and um, and they allow you to do that, uh, the 10, 20, 30. Yeah. Um, I frown upon it. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's not what it was. So that's – and um, I only frown upon it because um, – and I, oh, we were talking about this the other day, me and a friend, and I'm not sure of the movie. So Murph is named after a movie um, – or sorry, Murph is named after a soldier that died in Afghanistan um, and they actually made a movie – about it with mark Wahlberg in it um but i forget the name of it yeah. and so like that workout is dedicated to a fallen soldier american yeah. soldier and that was how it was laid out 1.6 k 100 200 300 1.6 so you, you you sort of you know you, yeah. you, you want to follow it you want to follow it man yeah. it was named after someone that took their life for a country you know yeah. what I mean? so you follow yeah. it what it was designed for what so. sort of time frame are you doing it in um so the best i think was 54 yeah, I was yeah. Say around 50 minutes. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah, that was um, I'm pretty sure it was. I don't. Yeah, I think I deleted the app and that. Once I got out of CrossFit, I was just like, yeah, my, my times don't matter. I don't care. You know, yeah, I, mean? yeah. I don't care about my weight, what I lifted. Just see you later. Yeah. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, she burns. Yeah, I can imagine, especially because you see, like, if I went and did that, I'd be doing you know strict chin ups because I'm. Yeah, I can't do the, the, the butterfly. Him, you know? yep. Yeah, I can't do the butterfly, and they just turn them over, turn them over, turn them over. Um, so I could just imagine doing hundred straight chins. It's you know, mm. you get to fifteen. The push-ups are, yeah, the chins are alright because you sort of, you're not too far into the workout, yeah. but um, those push-ups after a hundred chins, push-ups. Oof. Yeah, you start breaking into twos, and yeah, yeah they get real nasty. Oh, yeah. It's a long way to two hundred after twos. <laughs> it's very, yeah, it is, man, it is, but um. Look, I never come last. I didn't have to shout dinner. That was the main thing. How, how many were in it? How many? How many? Uh, there was four of us. And, yeah, um, right. yeah. yeah, and Steve, Buggy, if you're listening, he was bragging. He was, because like, and he was, he was better than, you know, like he was better than me. He was better than Mitch, the other fellow that was in it. Um, Damo, I know you listened to it, brother. Um, like him and Damo were pretty good. Damo was pretty good. And um, so Buggy was like, I'm fucking going seafood platter for two. And I'm like, anyway, I'm like, fuck. You know, and I'm like, fuck, it's between me and you, Mitch. Like, who's paying? Anyway, he ended up coming last. So I was just like, well, fuck you, mate. Seafood platter for two, you know. <laughs> He's like, for you or Mitch? I was like, no, 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 no. no. <laughs> for me, yeah. Yeah, yeah fuck you. Yeah. But, um, I, you know, there was always, there was a bit of grizzle butt about reps and then this and that, but eh, whatever. Yeah, I mean, so. a bit of between two boys. It's, it's really going to come down to it. You know, you'd, you'd get a... a 
a referee or a third yeah, person to kind yeah, of watch, yeah, watch the yeah. refs. You're lost like by that. enough, mate. To, to just, yeah, sh- shut up. So, yeah. but um, even when you when they did that in the games there a few years ago in the CrossFit games, like um, there was there was athletes um like just fainting, fainting yeah. throughout it and that sort of thing. Yeah, it really took their toll. But they were doing it, you know, in, in ridiculous heat. So yeah, but, it's inter- interesting at the moment. Like obviously, what was it a couple of months ago? The old CEO tweeted and you know kind of blew crossfit up you know put a put a rocket through it with you know what he believed versus what the community believe and mm. and things like that and with his racial comments as well yeah yeah um the thing that the thing that bugged me about that was even after it they condoned what he said you know what i mean they like you know they just yep you know shouldn't have said what he said they never actually come out and made you know a statement to say crossfit you know, like apologizes for the racial comments. We do not support racism and all this sort of thing. They never come out and stated that, you know, they just went, you know, what he said, you know, isn't right sort of thing. Yeah. So I sort of, mm. yeah. So I didn't read too much into it. I, I looked at obviously what he said and I, and obviously the tweets, you know, people can have, you know, yep. mind explosions and things Ooh, like yeah. that. You can get that. Yep. But then, you know, then it follows up with the emails uh, that he sent to, yep. you know, in house people, in house yep. people, um, you know, that's another alarm bells. You kind of, you know, strike one, strike two. Uh, and then I was only reading, you know, like Matt Frazier put when they're all kind of posting that they're pulling out or they're disassociating with CrossFit due to the fact of that. And I, I fully respected those, oh, those yeah, elite people yeah. for coming out and doing that. And I don't know, but there's something recently. I don't know if it's CrossFit based or there was some competition recently now, like just being on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was the games. It was the, it was yeah. the games. I mean, obviously that. No one wanted to put anything on the media because I didn't really see anything. No, I never. No. no. So. And I mean, I did declutter my socials, um, yeah. you know, from from a lot of the CrossFit stuff. Um, I just, it's a cult. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so yeah. It's like, look, it's a healthy cult, but um, you know, you, the people unfortunately, like, and I was in that. I was in that trap. You, you live it, you breathe it, and there's nothing else. Um, I don't know if it's the endorphins and everything that it gets pumping through your body when you're doing it. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just to me, like, and now, like, and I became aware of that when I was doing it. That's not the reason I stopped, but I became aware of it. And then now, even more so, when you're outside looking in and you just, you know, there's just these CrossFit niches that are just mm. living, breathing it. And there's there's no other life outside of it. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, I suppose that's probably the thing that frustrates me about, you know, some of them is, is the CrossFitters some crossfitters not all crossfitters they'll get so into it which is great but that's all they want to talk about it and they probably talk down to other disciplines other type of training you know if it's f45 or if it's you know doing ironman and triathlons and you know we're the fittest and whatever not you know you know you do it you know six minute you know wad versus someone's out there for 11 hours 11 hours or someone who's doing a 100k race you know like i mean like there's it's different levels of fitness. Different levels of fitness and different respects. And yeah. like, man, how do you do that? Or blah blah blah. So, uh, I mean, I look at you know what you know those elite guys do, and probably they are. They're probably some of the fittest on earth. Yep. But then you know you've got that argument of you know they know what they've got to do. Uh, the environment is is static. You know the Olympic bars there, or the, the rigs there, or their calories on the rower is there. You know they're not like a you know. Nadal or a Djokovic who have to, you know, run, hit the ball, you know, concentrate, have yeah. the focus, mental yep. capacity, you know, or the cross country skiers where they, you know, their aerobic capacity is through the roof. 
but then they've got to calm the heart rate down to then to shoot, shoot yep. things like that. So that's where I get confused at, you know, some of the CrossFitters. I mean, it doesn't bother me, uh, but they just think, yeah, we're the fitters because we can lift more and do this. And, you know, they run. They're you know, blind. 1.6Ks at max or, you know, they might run 5Ks of the total thing, but yeah. they don't have that other element to it or no. that, that external environment yeah, no, that I some agree. sports do. I'd be um, I'm very... I'm very interested to see where these elite guys are going to be at in 10, 15 years' time with their bodies. Yeah. Um, you know, like you look at, like you said, like Rafael Nadal and that sort of, you know, these sort of athletes, they're going to be all right. You know what I mean? But like, like I'd be very interested to see where like the Rich Froning, the Matt Frazers, the Tia Claire Toomey's, where these, where these athletes in the CrossFit industry are going to be at in 10, 15 years' time, where their hips going to be at, where their knees at, where their shoulders at, you know. Yeah. So um, it's a lot of strain and a lot of a lot of movement on your body. Yeah, I mean they train they train the house down. And oh yeah, yeah, and they're probably like swimmers, right? I mean, I don't understand why swimmers have to spend you know ten sessions in the pool, you know, a week or if not more. Um, you know, they're doing the same thing every day, but they say feel for the water and obviously it works. But you know, they're training twice, three times a day. You know, at high intensity, very high, high intensity. Um, and you look at you know the pros and cons of, of that sort of training over a long duration of time. Yeah, well, they reckon something I was listening on to a Rogan podcast and I'm talking like five years, six years ago. Yeah, they had this doctor on there and they were talking about it and I, geez, I'd have to go back and find it. And um, how they were talking about, they reckon your heart only has X amount of beats in it, in your lifespan. Yeah. So it was interesting. I, I can't really recall too much, but like, it's stuck in my head and then when you look at CrossFit and you look at the high intensity and the amount of heart, you know, what their beats per minute is at such a long period of time, day in, day out, four, five, six times a day, I'm like, and it just keeps in the back of my head, I'm like, remember when they were talking about like they reckon your heart only has X amount of beats in it? Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. So. Yeah, it, it, it would because you, you, you think about it, like the, the intensity they train at and a lot of stuff coming out now in, in that kind of fitness realm is, you know, the higher intensity training should be one or two sessions max per week yep. and everything else should be, you know, below, well below that. Like the, the grey area of around 80%, which is probably what most people train at. They think they need to get their heart rate up, um, you know, but staying below that in, into a lower endurance or a lower Just heart rate. To, I'm trying to look through me watch. What do they call it? Um, I don't think it's on here. I can't see it because there's like... It's four or five different levels yeah. in your heart rates, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. So you can train per zone. Yes. Uh, and that's what you've got to do, and especially like, you know, when we train for the, the endurance, the Ironmans, you know, our long rides and our long runs, we have to be below a certain heart rate. Yep. Um, and you find that heart rate and that heart rate gets lower and lower, you know, the fitter you get. Yep. But you should be able to go out and hold a conversational pace, you know, for long periods of time. And, you know, when we go on our long rides, we save up our good stories that, you know, from the last week or the week before, it should be, you know, you can, you know, string out a story that goes for like 20 minutes. Yeah, nice. Because you've just got to entertain yourself for, yep. for that period of time and it's someone else's turn to, to share a story and, and yeah, blah, blah, that's blah. cool. Yeah, that's so. cool. I think, um, um, do you have another business? Nah, no. No? No. Did you at all? No. Nah, Did you do something? I've always, always had the one, the one gym. Okay. Um, I thought yeah. I'd seen something on you that said, um, I'm just trying to see where it is. No. Well, maybe I didn't even write it down. It doesn't matter then. There's something about like, like nutrition or something. No, I don't know. No, oh, I've I've always. I was been. on your LinkedIn. Oh yeah, so you haven't updated it. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I, 
Well, I had this discussion the other day. I think I check my LinkedIn maybe twice a year, yeah. if not once a year. Yeah. Um, nah, so I've worked with a network marketing company with Isogenics for, for many, many years. Yep. I've taken the products myself. Uh, I know I used to be right into the business side of things too. Um, still do a little bit, but yeah, I don't I don't really do too much now with it. I mean, okay. I love the network marketing model and, and stuff like that with, with that income. I mean, it, it suits me and, and the industry that I'm in. Yep. Um, but yeah, I, I, I did do isogenics, but I still do. I still take the products every every day um, because one, they're convenient, and two, I like you know the quality of the products, where it comes from. Yep. Um, but yeah, that's that's probably what was on my LinkedIn. Yeah, there you yeah. go. I think the profile pics from way back then too. Yeah, yeah, yeah update it, man. I was, I was a bit young back then. LinkedIn's where it's at. It's um like uh, do you know that Gary V, that entrepreneur, motivational speaker. Yeah, he's, he's raving. Like, he was raving basketball cards a few years ago and, you know, probably six, eight months ago it started to blow up a bit in Australia, so which means it was already big in big in America and now he's talking LinkedIn. I reckon yeah, that's the next that. platform yeah. Yeah, to, to, to really spike. So I mean, that guy is ahead of the curve with everything he does. Like, I mean, he did that wine library, you know. He, yes. He took yep. his, his family business from a, you know, a $2 million turnover to a $66 million turnover. Mm just through YouTube and all he got on there was his, he just got on there, tried the wine, turned the camera on and, and spoke about the wine and what he thought of it. Can speak though. He can speak. He's, yeah, yeah. he's a, he's good to listen to. He's very good to listen to. So. And, and the, I think what he puts out there is so relevant yep. uh, and so relatable for right now, especially to the, the people he's talking about. Like oh, yeah. you look at him though, and he's got VaynerMedia, which is, you know, a hundred million dollar company. Um, but he's also building his own brand and warning people and all the content he's giving out there is for free yeah no exactly i think he wants to own the jets too yeah yeah and he, and and i love the fact that he goes i want to own them yeah um but i'm going to enjoy the pursuit of owning them if i do own them or don't own them i don't care mm-hmm. the outcome's irrelevant but i just want to pursue that yeah and that's what i want to chase down yeah yeah he's an interesting person i love listening to him yeah so. he has got some great stuff and i think for probably the, the gen y gen x's probably want to get out and maybe do something they're unsure of if it's part-time full-time or even just like a little on the side hustle he's a great one because he goes around to garage sales and shows people how they can earn an extra 100 bucks 200 bucks 500 bucks by you know picking up some random stuff and flogging it off on you know ebay or whatever yeah what did he call that like flipping flipping yeah flipping. Yeah. yeah yeah and i like the fact that he followed through with like that bloke is he doesn't sleep he you know he's he's on the plane to australia would work on the plane gets here bang 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 he's out you know within he might be here for 36 hours mm. uh but everything is so calculated everything's doing it for for whatever reason um it's it's very interesting when you see him walk around um you know through through his youtube channel and he's he's on his way to somewhere and someone hits him with something mm. and he's just bang he's all over it like yeah. this 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 why are you doing this because of this well then you need to do this yeah. what are you doing like that for fuck go get it you know yeah. what i mean yeah he's um and then he catches himself he'll say something just off the cuff and then he'd be like, hey, Jamie or whoever, you know, I hope you got that because that was fucking Fuck good what good. I just said. <laughs> yeah. You know, and I want to, yep. you know, then share that because that's a great bit of, if, of uh, you know, information or, you know, yep. that could be relevant to so many more people. Uh, yeah, it's true. Yeah, very true. Well, he's some, so he's the one, so that sort of, that is inspired like me a bit to, um, you know, he, when he talks about like content, you know, yeah. um, try and get as much content as you can. So currently, um, I'm building out at Taralba and um, one of the rooms is we're going to make it like a full video, uh, studio and have it all cameraed up and getting ready to video it and everything to put it out there on YouTube. And um, 
and the whole purpose of that was of the the meaning behind that is because of him you know creating content and then that allows you to break snippets down for content on social media um you know for whatever really so yeah do something once and then you can you can reuse that same yeah thing. Yeah. yeah you can have you know 40 50 bits of content from that that this one episode yeah so, yeah so um yeah that was something that i got from him and when i started to build my own house i was like yeah yeah, and then it's just it's just consistently doing that. It's like consistently doing podcasts. Yep. You know, to then build it up, build the episodes, build the audience, build the following. Yeah, yeah. If we get like for like for me, like like when I when I look um look at our downloads and everything, our downloads just track and our daily downloads keeps increasing. Um, like everything just keeps growing, which is good. And you know, um, when we get the likes of like we had Kimmy Greentree on here and 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 kimmy and her husband adam when they shared the podcast the shit just blew up yeah um, out of control um yeah blew me away yeah that's funny because i didn't realize i'd listened to uh, adam's podcast yep. uh before on, on joe yep uh and then you know narrative was only saying that you know she's friends with and they're actually from here they're from newcastle yeah never knew that me uh, either just, just a, a mad hunter who's you know way bigger in america than he is here yeah this is where he calls home and is what they Bro, do. I, yeah, I, man, I never knew that, eh? Yeah. Because, like, um, yeah, Mark, he goes, oh, like, I got got that Adam Greentree. And I'm like, what? I'm like, you got Adam on? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, do you know who the fuck he is? He goes, yeah, he's like a hunt or something. I'm like, nah, bro. I'm like, like, he's big time. Like, yeah. he's like top five bow hunter in the world. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck, dead set. Anyway, and so him and Kimmy, him and his wife are supposed to come on here. And, um, and, he was still up Scone Way or wherever, Singo Way or wherever he was, and he was still out hunting. So, um, yeah, he shot Mark a message and said, oh, I can't, I won't be getting there. Um, Kimmy's still down, just go and pick her up. And, um, yeah, that was just a Merriweather. I was yeah. like, fuck, they just live around here, yeah. you know? And, um, but she was a blast to have on here. Yeah. And, um, yeah, look, like, and shout out to him. Thanks for sharing the podcast. Like, um, yeah, we just got incredible downloads from that. Their yeah. exposure was, yeah, incredible. But, like, got a bit off track there but like you know like wherever we end up you know me and mark like we've said it's where we end up like we don't have a direction it's just let's just go and but it's about being consistent every week get that content to put out there and we like to build a library up too so you know like if we can put two two podcasts together in a week we just we store it in in the vault and then we just keep consistently dropping one every week so yeah, that's you know it's just consistency for us where we go from here is wherever we go yeah so and that's the best thing you know people you know love to listen to podcasts you know they want to watch them as well um but they listen to them in the car when they're running exercising you know even at work some people uh and it's just a i think it's a great medium you look now like you look at you know like maddie john's podcast you know yep. all the big media companies are making their employees or these people you know go and do the podcast because it's ears it's you exposure know, there's media ex- media exposure yeah. there's advertising dollars to be made on it for those the bigger companies but you know the smaller ones are the ones that just grow out of nothing yeah just the organic and that's um when um that podcast i was listening to on joe rogan on my phone's up there i was going to get the name with the travis fella um it's only like it's a recent episode um they were talking about that's what's good with Apple Podcast is um, they don't base anything off algorithms. If you're a trending podcast and that, then you'll go to the top. So basically that would mean that the Joe Rogans and these these mainstream podcasts would always be in your top 10 for whatever yeah. genre you picked. 
Um, Apple's podcast doesn't work like that. Its algorithm doesn't work like that. So, you know, we could be a new podcast. This could be the first episode. And if all of a sudden it blows up and it gets huge amounts of downloads for this week, we would trend up trend. in that top 10. Yeah. So it gives the little guys a chance to get exposed. Yeah. Mm, which is cool. And that's good, especially from such a big company. Obviously, they just want, you know, the, the, the things that are trending and are popular just shown. Yep. You know, they're not worried about the dollars because, you know, they're not paying to host them or people aren't paying to host them. Yeah, no, exactly. You know, they just want people on their app. Yep. Yeah. No, exactly right. So, you know, you know, it's, um, but yeah, I mean, wherever we go, we How go. How long has it been going for? Um, so we just dropped the 18th episode. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got a few in the bank. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, 20 odd weeks. So yeah. Right. Yeah, it's exciting. cool. Man. It is. It's cool. It's, um, no, it's cool. Like, it's funny. So last the the episode we just dropped with a couple of young fellas from from down the coffee that we have coffee with like it was just it was just a piss take one it was just a great laugh like just just let the hair down you know just chill out on it and um on on one part of it like I said to the boys oh you know like when you when you meet up with a girl like you know, how long does it take for you to you know poo in a toilet <laughs> and, um, yeah it's just like it's just a general like laughing you know and one of them's like oh fuck doesn't matter. They said, but fuck a fart. Oh, Got to hold them in, man. Like that's 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 a few meet and greets before we can just be comfortable let that out. And yeah. I was like, yeah. I said, I'm the same, man. I got to hold it in. I said, um, you know, like I might have to pretend I'm going to the toilet and just sneak into my garage and let a little fluff go, and then I'll just come back out. And um, you know, and then last night I just get a fucking message randomly from someone saying, if we ever catch up don't hold your farts in and i just lost it like i spat water everywhere like i was in hysterics and like that's cool you know yeah i was actually we're talking about something similar to that randomly (laughs) i think there's like a married couple they're probably in bed like you know 12 or 13 years friends friends of mine and they reckon they've never never farted in front of each other yeah 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 it's just something they don't do really yeah yeah how polite i know I was like, when does it break? Like, surely you want to just break that and like, yeah. Just rip it. Yeah, they they don't. There you go. Yeah. It's an interesting one, especially like, you know, if you're in a small one-bedroom, you know, apartment, you don't want to go in there and they're, you know, they're three metres away watching TV and you've got to go to the toilet sitting there and you've got to drop a big one. You're like, do I do it? Do I turn the shower on? Do I pretend I'm having a shower and sit there? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, fresh enough. Yeah. Yeah. No, there you go. All right, man. Well, we might wrap it up. Um, Actually, there's probably one question I wanted to ask you before it. So anyone that is sort of getting into fitness and and wanting to get motivated and and get moving, because obviously I feel that for me – to help my mind state working out really gives me a lot more clearer clarity in my head and, and really helps my mental side of things. So these people that, um, you know, that, that want to start exercising and, and getting into a routine and, and getting a healthier lifestyle. Um, do you recommend supplements to start with? Like, do you recommend they should be taken? Like, you know, there's all these things and advertisements out there right now, like on protein, creatine and, and all this, um, my view on pre-workout is it's a no-no. That's, that's I don't know. That's that's just my opinion on it. I think I, th- I don't think you need to spike your heart rate that that high um, and take these amounts of caffeine like that are in it. Yeah, I mean I, I'm I'm massive same believer. I mean um, for the stuff that gets put in them, for the supplement companies out there that sell the pre-workouts and people who get itchy and tingling skin and 
and stuff, the stress that obviously going on the body, one, the crap that's going to be in it. You know, why would you want to have four or five coffees, if not more? In one hit. In one hit, um, plus all the other crap that's in it. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, I don't, I, I never take pre-workout because I don't need it. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, if you're feeling flat, I'm, my session's probably not going to be as good as if I'm feeling really, really good. But it's probably a sign that my body might need more sleep or rest or hydration uh, for it. And back to your question of do I recommend supplements? I mean, supplements are for – they're really, really good if you need a supplementation in, in, in your diet. If you're not getting enough protein, you might need more protein. If you're not getting enough, you know, greens, for example, you know, green vegetables, you know, maybe take, you know, greens a, a, a greens powder or something like that. So it's for a missing link in your diet. Uh, the hardest thing right now is, is people probably – aren't you know they don't have the full nutrition profile that we should have yes um so there are gaps for it definitely depending if you're training for something in particular but just as if someone getting into exercise i would say no i would say one look at your sleep two look at your hydration hydration's key. um yeah i think most people hydrate are dehydrated straight away and most people don't sleep enough um so if you can look at those two things and if they're going to get into exercise my recommendation would be just do 20 minutes it doesn't matter what it is especially if they're just starting out. Who cares if you go to the gym or if it's a, a walk outside or a jog or, you know, going to training with a friend. Just set yourself a goal to do 20 minutes and that's all that matters. It doesn't matter what happens during that, after that. No more, whatever. just 20. Just 20 minutes. But Did you get that from... Um, oh, there's, a, there's a... What's the book? Um, Atomic Habits? Nah, well, the, the have thing, you read that? No, nah, I haven't read it. No, nah. they talk about it's it. Good. They talk about, yeah, let's create an atomic habit. If you want to start fitness, aim for 10 minutes. Don't do anything more, don't do anything less. Yeah. 10 minutes, as soon as 10 minutes is finished, stop, move yeah, on, right. and just create that 10 minute habit every day. Yeah, yeah. see, I would I'd never say stop because I, once I know if people start, you know, they're going to feel better and they'll probably do more than 20 minutes, yep. or even 10 minutes, uh, which is a bonus. But they walk away feeling satisfied. But if they go in there and they only do 20 minutes and they had a mindset they should do an hour. They, they feel they like they've let, themselves dis- yep. they, they let themselves down. So it's that mental state too. So go in, get to the gym. Let's say they're going to the gym. Do 20 minutes. That's all that matters. Whatever happens after that is great. And the hardest thing is just getting to the gym or getting to you know your CrossFit session or getting to your prescribed workout or putting your joggers on to go for that walk at 5.45 in the afternoon when it's raining outside. Mm-hmm. You know, But just go and do 20 minutes, walk around the block and come back and you'll feel, feel better for it. So I think it's that minimum time. I, I always, if I go to the gym, I look at the clock and say, I want to be out of here, you know, in 45 minutes or 50 minutes because it motivates me to do more yep. during that, that time frame. And I, there's an end there's an end there. Yep. It's not like I have to do, you know, 10 sets of this, that and that and, and do, you know, 25 minutes on the treadmill. It's like, well, I've got, you know, 46 minutes. I've got to get as much done as I can in that time. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I like it. Yeah. I like would it. I prescribe, would I recommend supplements? No. You know, start with hydration, sleep. And then if you're really feeling after, you know, a month or two months that there's something going either way, um, you might look at like supplements there. Yeah. But as I said, I would, I would even look at, you know, kind of whole food things. Yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, I'm a – like I um, I think – like I have had a tub of protein there probably eight months Yeah, maybe, you know. Yeah. Like literally I'll probably only have it if I'm hungry. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm like, oh, I've got dinner coming up in an hour or an hour and a half. I'm not going to have a feed now. Yeah. I'll, I'll just load up a bit on a little protein or something. But The, the other side of things is, is convenience too. If someone's not going to have something or someone's not doing something because they're too busy or they, they work or, you know, they can only really have something in the car by having, you know, a, a protein shake or something that's different like in convenience side. 
Yeah, all for, for it, it because you're better off having good nutrition into your body than none. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, so that's the only other side of things if people are too time poor. But you know, to make a smoothie, I mean, I have a smoothie every morning, yep. uh, unless I fast through. Um, you know, it, it takes you know ninety seconds to make it and you know ninety seconds to drink it. Yeah. What you go to? Um, mixed berries. I use protein powder. Uh, mixed berries, um, nuts, coconut. Uh, I sometimes put MCT. Yep. I put greens powder, yep. uh, organic greens powder in. Yep. Um, doesn't taste great, but when I put the greens, it tastes amazing without the greens powder. With the greens powder, it doesn't taste great, but yeah. I do it for the health reasons, not for the yeah, not for the taste. Anything, taste. man, anything good don't taste that great. Nah, you know, nah. anything bad tastes yeah. delicious. Yeah. So. so I mean, any any good nutrition you get in your body, it's just go for it. Yeah, it doesn't matter how. Yeah. yeah, I'm always intrigued by people's smoothies. I used to have a um, have a food trailer, and um, me and me, one of my mates, Damo, that done Murph with us. Um, yeah, me and him used to do like a side bowl smoothies, yeah. um, juices, and raw treats out of it. And we used to just do CrossFit comps every weekend. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, like in Newey, Central Coast, Sydney. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. So I'm always intrigued to hear people's mixes. Yeah, fruit. I mean, frozen berries or banana. Yep. Uh, you know, coconut. Pretty standard. I'd throw anything in it. Like, I mean, yeah, I'm same. yeah, just all in, mix it up, blend it, bit of ice. Yeah, nice. I like it. All right, man, one question. What's next for you? Um, mate, I've got a real thumb. Enjoy life. Enjoy what I'm doing. If I'm not happy, I'll change it. Yep. Um, so, well, one this year has been, been crazy. So it's kind of, you know, finding that balance. I mean, this is the new norm for, 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 for me at the moment. Like it's, you know, well, slowing down. New norm for everyone. Mm-hmm. you know slowing down still enjoying work you know if i'm not enjoying that i'm going to change uh i mean i'm playing i was supposed to play golf today that's why we're in here earlier than what yeah, i was yeah. you know still do that be sure myself you know do things that i want to do and, and have new experiences um you know and, and get after get after life and enjoy it fuck yeah i love it sweet too easy cameron thanks Josh. I, uh, yeah man appreciate you coming in pleasure shout out anytime all right bro see ya thanks guys <laughs>